Dating is dead. Welcome back to The Great Date Guy. It's great to have you here. My name is Rob Wong, and this is a subject I didn't think we'd be covering off on. But y'all have been Googling for this, so um, here we go. (laughs) I am going to argue that dating is dead. I really am. And as a dating professional, it feels really weird to be saying that. (laughs) But as I look around in the United States and I look around globally, the trends that I see are that young adults are more single now than they ever have been before, right? In 1985, if we looked at adults between 18 and 34, um, the, there were about 35% of those adults who were single. Now, if we fast forward up to the year 2018, and we look at those numbers again for that same demographic, 1834, we find that now 51% of adults don't have a steady romantic partner. Now, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that, but as we scour the gro- uh, men, okay, as we scour the globe, I was gonna say grobe, that is not a word. As, as we scour the globe, that is really difficult to say. Holy crap. Okay. As we search the globe, we see examples of the same trend. In fact, in Japan, it's even more extreme. 70% of men in that age group and 60% of women in that age group are single in Japan. And not only are they single, I think, roughly 44% of men and women in that age group are also virgins. Bear in mind, being a virgin is kind of a point of shame in that culture as it is in ours, so that number is likely underreported. In other words, it's probably higher. So, what the F is going on here? I think part of the dating apocalypse comes from the fact that we were the first generation that grew up with the internet and advanced electronics. At least they were advanced for us, right? Everyone suddenly had access to handheld electronics. We had the internet to distract us to oblivion. We have we had consoles being introduced uh, with I don't know, just like growing capabilities, better and better resolution. They became more and more addictive. In fact, when, when I was growing up, I feel old saying that, but, but as I was growing up, I saw myself getting more and more lost in video games. It, it became so much easier to engage in video games than to engage with people. And if we look around right now, uh, it's really easy to live a life where I don't have to talk to anyone something breaks down and I want customer support, I can just join chat. I can talk to an AI or a bot, get my answer. In fact, Google is making a point of not having any any, like hotlines for people to dial when you need support. You just go to a website because it would cost so much money for them to have a staff large enough to field the millions of potential breakdowns on Google products, right? Just makes more sense for them. There's no sinister agenda here, but 
you know, when you combine that with what Amazon is up to, what eBay is up to, um, Postmates, you, you really don't have to venture out into the world to have a conversation anymore. In fact, many of us are trying to avoid that. Right? When was the last time you stepped into a Lyft or an Uber and you decided to chat up the driver? A good chunk of us don't want to have those interactions because they're uncomfortable or because we're glued to our phones. And again, there's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with any of that. But if we want to apply that to dating, I would say that's a good place to start looking at where that breakdown is. Connecting with people in an authentic way is rapidly becoming a lost art. We don't know how to do it anymore. In fact, if you were to go up to a stranger right now and try to strike up a conversation and you live in Southern California, it might be really weird for you. They might give you a weird look, right? Especially if you're around Orange County. It weirds people out because we're not used to it. We don't have a need to do that anymore. In fact, if you think about the last time that you had a phone call from someone that you weren't really that close with, wasn't that uncomfortable? Like, did you pick up the phone? Because I don't. <laughs> I know I certainly do not. <laughs> I let things go to voicemail, right? And most of the time, I don't even read, I, I don't even check out the voicemail. I wait until my phone can translate the text or the speech into text, and then I read that. So, <laughs> um, it's so easy to be out of touch with people these days. And one final example, and then we'll move on, but like, you don't even have to be around other people in college anymore, right? You can take classes online, you can watch lectures from the comfort of your own home, and that's amazing. Technology is amazing. It's astounding that we have the ability to connect with humans from across the globe without ever leaving the comfort of home. And yet, there is something lost in all of that. And when you add that to the fact that everyone is trying to be an expert, everyone is trying to be an influencer or guru now, it puts us in a very weird place when it comes to dating, right? I, I, I grew up feeling like dating was this boilerplate thing. And we talk a lot about this on this podcast, but it's the idea that there is one gold standard for what is attractive, and it is my job to pursue that gold standard until I can be as close to it as possible. Asians that dye their hair blonde, I'm looking at you. <laughs> right? And we all we all go through this phase. It's it's not an uncommon thing, right? And you shouldn't feel bad about it. But when we look at it and we look at all the advice out there, most of it, in fact, most of what we're looking for is it's in the space of tell me what to do, goddammit. Like, <laughs> just tell me the magic thing to do or to say so that I can end up with someone attractive on my arm. And unfortunately, we can't hack attraction that way. 
those kind of strategies will work in the short term but in the long term when we run out of memorized things to say where does that leave us right we've we've somehow bamboozled someone into being in conversation with us and maybe dating us but now the real us has to come out at some point and if i had someone fall in love with me based off of my persona imagine how confusing it would be when my real personality actually comes out <laughs> and when it's something as specific and custom as attraction and dating the last thing the last thing you want to be doing is going for boilerplate just doesn't make sense i want someone to fall in love with me right with who i am really and i imagine that you might have a similar kind of drive there why be in a relationship if i can't be fully accepted so why don't we take on attraction and dating like that why don't we treat every relationship like it's custom why in the back of our minds do we think that we need to look like George Clooney in his prime like Brad Pitt like Channing Tatum why do we think that or why do women feel like they need to look like Victoria's Secret models if that's the only way why do they think that they need to look like Instagram models right and I think it's the same reason why everyone goes to Santorini to take that one picture at sunset or sunrise. You go out, you take a look, and what is normally a beautiful, serene landscape is completely dotted with people trying to get the perfect selfie. Because at some point, we lost out on the joy of exploration, of finding what actually lights us up about other people. Right? It's all been mapped. We have all the information in the world at our fingertips. And that's cost us something. I can find an amazing restaurant on Yelp and it will take me seconds to pull up a list of hundreds of restaurants. And that is miraculous. I love having that information. But at the same time, when I think about what it's like finally discovering a new restaurant by myself, sitting down ordering the first thing on the menu and then having it come out piping hot and amazing what's the difference what gets lost there in translation compared to when i find the restaurant on yelp i sit down and you know i just get to confirm that hey the ratings were right this is a good restaurant it's not the same some of the magic gets lost and I'm going to argue that it's the exact same thing when it comes to dating. I think we've sold our souls here a little bit. In favor of convenience. Yes, it is so much more convenient to go on Tinder and just to swipe. And you can get potentially dozens or hundreds of matches. And it doesn't take very much time. But what gets lost is the magic of serendipity, right? 
the romance of running into someone that you've never met before just out in the wild and having it go somewhere discovering that this person is just like you discovering that the two of you are wildly compatible that's what we're missing out on doesn't take much to get there again it really doesn't have to and I think it starts with everything that we've talked about to be out in the world to engage with people that we've never engaged with to bring authenticity vulnerability to the table at all times that's your access that's how you get the girl or guy or whatever it is that you're gunning for into your life for good it's not complicated and it's not easy either dating can be a rough journey but you have my full vote of confidence and that is all the time that we have for today my name is rob wong and this has been the great date guy podcast and we'll catch you next thursday 8 a.m pacific standard time